0: 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The following is a paid program. You're listening to Ride it Home with Rich, brought to you by Mosby Building Arts, Arrowhead Building Supply, Town and Style Magazine, Small Business Monthly, and B&W Concrete Services. Live from the Arrowhead Building Supply Studio.
2: All right. Good Saturday afternoon, everybody. This is Right at Home with Rich. I am your host, Rich Orris. And for the next hour, I am here to help you to hopefully give you some great information, but really uh, share some conversation and maybe some questions from you on the air in hopes to uh, help you out with any, with what you got going on around your house. Uh, feel free to give me a call, 314-241-241 nine, seven, nine, seven. And we also, as always have our Stefanina's gift card giveaway. Um, want to remind you, all you got to do is leave a phone number when you call in and we, I'll pick one lucky winner at the end of the show. And that, that lucky caller will win a $25 Stefanina's gift card. We'll call you next week, get your information, mail it out to you. Super easy. And, uh, You'll get a great, great dinner at a great Italian restaurant, Stefanina's Italian restaurant and pizzeria from that. So um, we've got a lot of great things going on today. I've got some siding replacement um, topics on that. Got got some uh, kitchen cabinets, replace or reface. What should you do? Of course, in the middle of the show, I've got Rich's Right at Home Hacks and then we'll have some information, too, on researching and managing your remodel project. So I want to jump right into this and, and really get into some of the siding. So if any of this stuff, you know, sparks a chord with you, really get something that, that you're thinking about right now, I, I want to invite you to join me right now. And for the next hour, feel free to give me a call, 314-241-9797. But, uh, you know, looking at St. Louis and looking at siding and looking at the different types, you know, last week we talked a lot about curb appeal and things you could do, you know, to make it better and in, in even simple things like power washing, cleaning, um, you know, a little bit of painting, stuff like that. Really, there's a there's a lot you could do there. But looking at the the whole kind of outside of the home, looking at the different siding products that we we have out there you know some of the the latest and the greatest um when you look at the different types you've got your your engineered wood siding um, like lp smart side is is one of our favorites to use out in the field um and, and it's an engineered wood it, it's resist termites it's got a 30-year warranty um it it's doesn't decay or you know any of that stuff you you won't have to paint it stain it things like that as much you can get it pre-finished um, eventually you'll have to paint a, a siding material like that but it will last they've got some great fade warranties and stuff with these type of products so you know it's got that that wood look and that's what you know here at Mosby we really like about you know that LP smart side and we love the engineered you know, type of woods that will last a really, really long time. But the carpenters, too, really, it's, it's good for them. It's easy for them. They're used to working with wood. So it is a little bit easier to work with than, say, like fiber cement, like cutting concrete for your house. Um, but, of course, that's another, you know, type of siding that is extremely, extremely popular in our area here James Hardy board um, is the most uh, popular and most common. It comes with a great finish that resists fading and all that. Also, it it resists the pest and all the termites, all that stuff, you know, too. Um, but it, it is a little, little more difficult to work with, and you will need to paint that just like any any type of pre painted surface, depending on weather wear, you know. Uh, how how much uh, exposure it's getting is, is how often you will have to paint it, but eventually know that you will. So getting into like vinyl sidings, insulated vinyl siding is is a great you know product that really holds up well, and you know the insulation back siding is it's great. They talk about the the how how it could help you with your energy bills and. It, it does add some value there to it, but really, for me, just the look and how it, it helps the siding hold up is more worth the value in that insulated siding than it even is in what you'll get out of it in energy efficiency. It's a minimum energy efficiency, but it does help, but it really, what the insulated siding does more than anything is, you know, kind of stiffens the back of that siding, it holds it straight where it needs to be. So, you know, I'm sure everybody's seen out there, you know, the, the cheaper vinyls, the builder grade, the, it gets wavy. If, if they're not nailing it, if they nail it too tight or they're not, you know, nailing it properly, it can really get out of place. I've seen vinyl siding done pre- pretty poorly in some places, but this insulated backed will really help keep that stiff and strong, and, and it'll help against you know, hail damage and and baseballs hitting it, having something behind there to kind of absorb some of that shock. So, and you can get tons of finishes in this insulated siding. Um, Certain Teed has a really great lifetime warranty with theirs, and they have a lot of natural, you know, wood look finishes, many, many sizes, many patterns. You can get some really, really great things you know, put together with your siding um, in, in a in a brand and a type of siding like that. And it can look pretty good. Um, there is another type that I'd, I, I really like um, that is uh, Boral makes some trims and they also make some siding and that's a manufacturer um, kind of name of an engineered product that they make, but it has really, really great warranties. It is also a you know, painted product that, you know, will need to be painted and will need to be painted again in the future sometime. Uh, But they have a siding, um, some siding and trim products that will last a really long time and really give you a true redwood siding look. When you're, you're looking at that old, smaller, lapped, you know, redwood siding of, a, of an older home. And we see this a lot in Kirkwood and Webster and, you know, a lot of the areas that, that here at Mosby were in all the time and looking for a substitute for that true actual piece of wood to keep the same look of the, the houses. Borough has this, you know, they have a beveled edge collection and they have a craftsman collection that mimics that smaller lapped, redwood siding look it is some really really awesome stuff Um, and it won't have a whole whole lot of maintenance but it will have that that painting that will come with it but the the rot and all that is is light years away um, when you get into a siding of that caliber there Um, so I want to get to and the biggest thing here is because I know there's a lot of types of siding out there but my big thing is siding installation and what's behind this and how is this done? So we're going to jump into our, our first quick break here. And when I return, I want to kind of touch on that. And if that gives you any inspiration to get on this conversation, leaks, air infiltration, give me a call. 314-241-9797. All right, we are back. And uh, we are just uh, cruising right through this. Each Each little segment goes so fast. I want you to get on this, get in on this with me. Um, If if you've got anything to join this conversation, um, I want to hit on some some siding installation now a little bit, and I know this probably sparks a chord with a lot of people out there, and also because I see it from time to time, looking at at people's houses and seeing how things are installed, and having you know clients saying, my windows are leaking and they leak air and it's always cold and it's, you know, this side of the room is always, always having a problem with water or cold air. And, you know, so I know there's a lot out there on this and a lot of people, you know, thinking about this and probably with uh, either stories or questions about this. So feel free to give me a call, 314-241-9797. Because really, all the siding we just kind of went over is, is really great. And you know great window products can be out there and all these great products are, are out there. But if they're not done properly, if they're not installed properly, you will just you just won't get the, the right thing out of it. And you know to give you an easy example of this, my, my daughter loves Coke the soda, Coca-Cola, she, she hates ice, doesn't want no ice in it. She just wants a Coke with no ice and she can tell the difference in all these different places where you get sodas from circle K and, and quick trip. And we've, we even looked it up with my son and stuff online. And there's this thing called bricks that is like the formula of how you formulate a soda when you mix all these things together And so now the big joke is every time we go somewhere and she doesn't like it, she's like, boy, their bricks is really off. But the importance of getting all those pieces right, how do you mess up Coca-Cola? Well, you can. So how can you take a great siding product or a great window and just mess it up, make it almost worthless? Um, And it's not installing the product according to the, the manufacturer's specifications. It's not doing the proper thing to the wall behind the siding in order to flash it correctly and, and you know, drain the water off of it that gets behind there and, and really treat that wall surface right. So imagine if when, when people come to side your home, that we could add this side into your home, we can make this look beautiful Ask how many of them, would they have a 10-year workmanship warranty against leaks of water around doors, windows, all these penetrations? Ask them if they took your existing siding off to put the new siding on, could they make your house not leak no matter how long they left that siding off of there? That siding is a pretty facade. It looks awesome. But if you get the things underneath it right, you can completely block air infiltration, water infiltration. You can really, you know, just protect that home. If you're there for the value, for the longevity, and and you want something good and right and is going to last, there there is a really important way to do those windows and siding and installation of all of those products. And most of them, you know, when you look at what you're putting underneath there, there's instructions right there on the box with the tape. There's, you know, the flashing tape's got the instructions right on it. And for some reason, I still continue to see this stuff installed improperly. They take it out of the box with the instructions and they don't apply it right and mix it with the right products to, to make something that will actually last and have lasting value, you know, for you in the future. And it's just so important to get that stuff right and to really get it, you know, the best way possible. It's, 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 it's cr- incredibly phenomenal how important that is behind there. And it, it baffles me when I see it, you know, not being performed or being performed still today you know, incorrectly so, so often. Um, It's kind of just a shame, but, you know, it's, there's good, better, best ways, you know, to do everything. And, you know, we try here at Mosby to really get this the best way possible. So, and I want to invite everybody too, because if you want to learn more, if you're thinking about the outside of your home this spring, if you're thinking about what's that, you know, what can I do to make it better, deciding the, the curb appeal, how, how do you're thinking about, if, if you're like me, you're thinking about how do I install it right so that I don't have to worry about it in the future or have an issue, you know, down the road. Well, so we've got the perfect thing coming up for you here at Mosby on March 9th. We're going to have a seminar all about exteriors. It will be on March 9th at the uh, Lodge of De Pere. And it will start at 10.30. Doors will open around 10. And you can go to our website at callmosby.com. You can call into our office if you'd like at 314-909-1800. And, you know, register with us if if it's something you're interested in. It's going to be a lot of great, useful information. You'll really enjoy it. Um, Get registered. Get on out there and hear what we have to say about exteriors it will be a lot of really great useful information and if you have any questions or concerns about that here today or my next topic i, I want to kind of go over kitchen cabinets here if you if that does anything for you join me today right here on the phones 314-241-9797 love to chat it up with you a little bit but you know so so the next thing i really wanted to get into was kitchen cabinets Replace them or reface them is always, you know, this really huge question for everybody. And, you know, it sparks more of that lasting value conversation of, you know, length of time. So when you research, you know, refacing kitchen cabinets, when you look up, you know, what is it? How does it, how does it work? You know, what's it do? There's so much conversation out there on affordability. It could be, you know, how cabinets can be 50% of your kitchen budget. Sometimes there's all this talk about how, you know, it can save you money and all of this. So when you look at, you know, the, the different ways to kind of spruce up a kitchen and when you're looking at, you know, the, when you get to the cabinets, there's kind of, there's three primary ways to actually reface them. And of course the simplest is more of a, just to refinish, a paint, you know, either restain them, re- repaint them, um, change the color of what you have, and then you've got your uh, laminate veneers that actually go over the existing, you know, drawer fronts and cabinet faces and everything, and then you've got the the third way where you really just replace all of the doors and drawer fronts and put that veneer around the cabinet and then of course your hinges and pulls and things like that get dressed up and you know really new in order to to make that look you know a lot a lot nicer look for the cabinets um but you really you got to think about you know how good are those cabinets how is this working you know how how will this work for me as you know a selection and and how will it last so it does require that your cabinets be in really good condition. You can, you know, refinish the interior also, but nobody really does because then all of a sudden that that price just starts getting so high. You're really to that point where it's just time to replace those cabinets. Um, so, but when you look at before choosing resurfacing you know, you got to really study the bones of those cabinets. You got to really look at, are they already a high quality cabinet to begin with or are they not? You know, you've, think of that old adage, you know, throwing good money at bad money. You got to really make sure you're not applying this to something that's just not going to last. Everything is as good as its base and everything will only last as long as what you attach it to. And you really got to look for, you know, what's the condition in the house? What's, you know, watch humidity levels when you resurface. Um, you got to watch out for water, steam um, next to dishwashers is where this stuff can start peeling away and, and stuff like that. Um, so there, there's a lot of things to think about before you actually select that resurfacing and how that's going to last for you. So I'm going to, we're going to get into a break here, but when I come back, uh, I want to get into a little bit of the the side of when's it time to change those cabinets. And I want to get to Don and Joe on the line. If you guys can hold through the break, I will uh, get to you guys when we uh, return also. So feel free to give me a call, 314-241-9797. All right, we are back. We're rolling right along. I want to get to Don and Joe here real quick, but I want to remind everybody to, you know, get in on the Stephanie's $25 gift card. Give me a call, 314-241-9797. Get your chance to win that gift card. Leave us a phone number. We'll pick a winner at the end of the show. We'll get with you next week. Super easy peasy lemon squeezy. Get yourself a free dinner today right here. Just by calling in and asking me a question on the air, so and um, I'm gonna get after the I want to get to these calls, but after that, I want to I want to make sure everybody knows to stay tuned in this segment because I'm gonna get my uh, right at home hack going as soon as I get through uh, both of these real quick. So we got uh, Don on the line. Are you on the line with us, Don? Hi, Rich. Hey, thanks for calling. What do you got going on?
1: We've got a uh, porch with a shed style roof. Uh, I estimate the pitch is at best the one one and a half and twelve, so it's a very low pitch roof. Okay, Um, it's got shingles on it now, but they cut the exposure down to like four inches. Okay, uh huh. So I'm getting some leakage in one area of the roof, right off the edge of the sheathing, and in looking at the underside of the uh, the roof, I see I have a series of rafters consecutive. That are canted in the same direction, and I'm thinking what's happened is I've developed a high spot because of those rafters being canted, and with the low slope on the roof, I'm getting water moving laterally instead of down the roof.
2: Oh, okay. And
1: that's moving in between in between shingles, you know, where they butt together. Uh huh. Um, aside, there's no blocking on the rafters, so I'm thinking about blocking all the rafters first, try to get them plumbed up again. But would you think it would be a reasonable solution if that doesn't solve it completely to go under there and try to seal those seams between shingles? I realize the ultimate would probably be a single ply roof, but I don't, I don't want to do that. We just had a new roof put on a few years ago.
2: Okay, what um, what type of shingle is on that roof? Is it architectural or regular three tab? Standard three tab. Standard three tab. Okay. Um, so yeah I, I really i really think down here you're you're you, there's a lot you could do to try and you know change that up but a, a three tab shingle is just not i mean the bottom line is that's not the right shingle for a roof with that low of a pitch and the only way that you can use that type of shingle on there and even though they they shorten the lap it's still it's just way too flat for that system you know, to work out that water does not need to go far sideways or backwards or whatever to get, you know, around stuff. So the only way to really have the shingles on there is to put that flat roof on first. You put like, um, ice and water shield in rows, you know, all the way up that whole roof line, then that will seal everything and let it run off from underneath the three tab shingles. But it's like a roof on a roof. You know what I mean? So over
1: the over the tar paper.
2: uh Uh-huh. But but I really think no matter what you do or what you try, you will get into replacing that roof with either, you know, the flat roll roofing, TPO, some type of flat roofing product, or doing the ice and water shield all the way up prior to putting shingles on in order to, to completely get that leak to stop. You may divert it, you may slow it down. You may change when and how often, but I don't th- honestly believe you will ever stop it doing anything other than changing that roof. Well, unfortunately,
1: that's only what I feared to be the, the yeah.
2: correct solution, so. so So you know, you might be better off, you know, guiding yourself to the to the one answer that you know, don't spend half your money trying other stuff and then having to spend twice that two or three years from now you know what I mean, getting into the roof because none of it, you know, worked or it only worked for a a short period of time or a little bit. Uh, I would advise getting right into the heart of the problem and, you know, getting that roof done the way that, you know, it needs to be. And then I'd really look at, you know, um, actually one of the segments I wanted to do today was about researching and managing, you know, projects because researching, you know, who's doing that because any roofer should know. Any good roofer should know that that's not a great scenario, and unfortunately there's so many out there that just don't, you know, and they just do do whatever they think's fine. So, all right. Okay, thank you, Rich. Sorry for the bad news, but I do appreciate you calling in, my friend. Um, it, it is definitely something we run into way too much um, out there. So, uh, Joe, uh, you're with me, buddy? Or what do you got going on, Joe?
0: Hey, so, you know, there are these rubber membranes you can put on the sheathing before you put any kind of product over that. You know, they never will wake. But here's my real problem, man. Uh-huh. Well, you know, so I see, you know, a lot of you guys, like, you know, Kirkwood, Glendalea and everything, and you add on to these houses, but you add on to the stucco houses, but you're always putting that, the vinyl siding looks cheap, and you're putting that wood fiber boarded Yeah. Or I did some, how come you guys don't put stucco back on?
2: Man, okay, so I could be... I'm gonna to be totally.
0: Stucco is organic,
2: man. I, oh, all of I
0: products are manufactured. One
2: hundred percent. I'm totally, totally, totally with you. I whenever I'm on a stucco home, I want to put stucco back there. We do quite often, but really, it's it's a dollar it's a dollar amount decision for the homeowner, and yeah. that's why you see these. I have this conversation all the time, and that's why you see these homes that are. Brick, Stucco, you know, they're 120 years old or better. They're, they're great products. I mean, think about, it, you know, Stucco lasts 80 years or whatever. You know what I mean? They're on 100-year-old homes, and it's still it there.
0: That, it seems to me you guys need to promote it more. I mean, you oh. show off but talk yeah. about cheap junk, but you forgot to talk about the product that's the best.
2: Yeah, no, you got a really good point there. I appreciate that for sure because – um, stucco and brick is 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 a is a great lasting value product, and we are always, you know, it's on room like additions this. trying to push that when that's what is there for the house.
0: You either but, pay up front or you pay in the long run for making yep, What that cheap junk you keep talking about.
2: Totally, that's totally that. agree with you. And unfortunately, we get so many times where it's just that increase in price gets them to a point that they just they then they maybe can't do it and they just kind of got to make a decision and go okay well if that's you know five thousand dollars more and i'm already right here with the cost of this project and what needs to happen then they kind of get stuck into that i either do it this way and get something or then maybe i just can't do the whole thing at all so definitely a a great subject and, and something we need to to talk about way, way more. And Joe, I appreciate you calling in, um, with that because the stucco and brick is great products out there. But, um, and so, so speaking of the cost of a project, because that is what, you know, we get into so much. That's why people have a, a brick or stucco home put on a room addition and put white vinyl siding on it. And then everybody goes, Oh, wow. They added that room. It's quite obvious. Um, that's why they put room additions on, you know, up on stilts and stuff instead of doing a full pour foundation or a crawl space because it costs less and it doesn't look as nice, but it can get you into a product in a home that works for your family. So kind of piggybacking off of this, my, my riches right at home hack is today is about HGTV, the cost to perform work is what you see true is what you see real. They talk about cost all the time. You know, we've put this much into the house and then we got to sell it for this and we bought this other house and we made this much money and all this different stuff. But is what they're telling you actual real cost? And what does it really cost to be on, you know, one of those shows to be like a person getting your house, you know, fixed up or to be a person, uh, you know, looking for a new home and everything. So I've got some information in my hack about just how they do this and how most of it's probably not as realistic as it sounds once they do that, because these people doing these shows, they make money, they make money from the shows, they make money from people being on the shows. So when they're even casting for these shows, you have to have so much money to even, you know, be a part. You have to be almost like I guess pre-approved. So, like Property Brothers, you have to have a minimum budget of ninety thousand dollars to even start out. You know, with them to be a, a candidate to be even be on the show. Um, there's one called Buying and Selling. You got to be at least fifty thousand. Love it or list it's fifty thousand. Um, House Hunters. That's a very interesting one because you have to already own the home that you're hunting for in order to be a candidate for the show. So they show these people looking for a house, running around. They're picking between three, four different houses, but they actually already own the home that they're going to do this work on, which is, you know, quite amazing to me. But it feeds into that whole TV's a production thing. Um, Fixer Upper is is actually the lowest at about 30,000. I was watching one the other day called... Design with dignity. And at the beginning of the show, they were talking about how they have a warehouse full of donated items, donated furnishings and stuff like that. So a lot of these products, they are not really paying what you or I might pay for these products because they're going to be on TV. And the people working on the home make money off these shows. So there's another, you know, when they say, well, we spent 90,000 fixing up this house. Well, so Chip and Joanna Gaines, they get thirty thousand dollars an episode from the homeowner. That they just have to pay them that in order extra on top of what the renovation costs, and then they also get an undisclosed amount from HGTV on top of that. So, you know the how they're how they're showing these prices when they say them, the Property Brothers get a. Um, get discounts from all sorts of places for all of the stuff that they use. And they get, you know, huge amounts of money for working on the shows for speaking fees at other events. So the money is pouring in from other places. So what you are hearing them talk about on the show can really not be realistic to what it truly costs for a company in a particular area to do the same type of remodeling project. So I want to remind you that, you know, TV is a production. It's meant for entertainment. So don't always believe them. When they say, it's $90,000 and we sold the house for this much and we earned all this money, that job probably in the real world costs a lot more than $90,000. I can guarantee you that. So think about that the next time you're watching these shows and they're throwing these amounts around and you're, you're starting to think to yourself, Hey, this sounds great and I got that. Let's do that. And it's just not that easy in the real world. So that is Rich's hack for today. We're going to take a break and I want to have you, you know, get in on some of this uh the 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 next the next topics and everything with me. Give me a shout. We'll we'll have time in the last segment. 314-241-9797. All right. We are back. We are almost done here. Get in on the fun. I, I want to get back into these, these kitchen cabinets real quick, but I, I want to, I know this, you know, a lot of you out there, have you ever had to make this decision on refacing or replacing your cabinets? Have you ever, you know, researched that? Um, it, it's a, it's a great conversation and an interesting topic for, for all. And you know, get in on that with me if you, if you can, 314-241-9797. You can also find a lot of this information on our website at callmosby.com, C-A-L-L-M-O-S-B-Y.com. You can find our weekly blogs. There's a lot of information like this there for you on that website. And just, I invite you to go get it. Um, and looking at, you know, replacing cabinets, you know, what... What makes you get into, you know, replacing cabinets instead of the refacing? Um, My biggest thing is, do you want lasting value out of it? How much time do you want out of it? And how long will each product work and function and last for you? But there's also, you know, design layout changes. Is the kitchen not working for you and you want to move some things around? There's also, you know, newer appliances or if you want a higher end appliance sometimes most of those are bigger and you got to change the way the cabinets are around that and that brings you into you know that that topic of now i need to change my cabinet so i invite everybody to really look into these warranties when you think about you know wood expanding and contracting When you think about, you know, humidity in the home and the different things that happen to cabinets, if you put, you know, back to that, everything's as good as its base theory. When you put something on top of something, how will the something underneath last? If that wood is moving and expanding and contracting and having things, you know. Go, you know move around like that it just can limit the life expectancy of what you put on top of it not that there's something wrong with what's on top of it it's just that now you're losing how it adheres and how it stays and steam from the oven or the dishwasher you know think of thermofoil cabinets and how it's like oh they peel around the sink and around the dishwasher and around the oven when we did the self clean you know, cycle on our oven, it peeled the plastic stuff off of, you know, the cabinets and separated it from the wood. People with all those problems, it's the same baseline theory when you resurface. So I I really say check into both very, very thoroughly. Check into the warranties extremely thoroughly on, on the fine print and the warranties and, and, you know, find that information out before you, you make that decision, Um, you know, get yourself educated without a doubt. It is a a great thing to do. So got a couple calls here that um, uh, on the line here. So I want to get with, uh, let's get Mike on here. Uh, You got a question about a water softener, Mike?
1: Uh, Yeah. So my wife and I are getting ready to move into a home that's, that's newly built. And what I'm, what I'm wondering is, I'm trying to avoid the the, the calcium lime, I guess, buildup sure. on, you know, all the fixtures, the the water heater, so on and so forth. What type of water softener would you recommend installing in that home?
2: Um, so I would recommend the actual regular like salt water softening systems. Um, there there's, there's a couple different things that are, aren't whole systems that, you know, they've got those electro kind of, I don't know if they're like electromatic things that wrap around your pipes that claim to take stuff out of the, out of the water. Uh, but most of those are temporary and they go kind of, it only works while it's in that distance of the pipe. And it really kind of goes back to the same condition once it's beyond it. So, so yeah, I would look at just a regular, you know, for, for that type of hard water that you're talking about, a regular salt water, you know, system. And if you, if you want to call our office at Mosby Building Arts, we can give you the name and number of a, of a great partner that does those water systems, you know, for us when we want them put into a job and everything.
1: Oh. Okay. All so, right.
2: So, so you guys know, yeah. Okay, yep. Guess. Yep. We, we, we okay. got a good company that we use okay. when we get into those water softeners. So give our office a shout 314-909-1800 and they can guide you in on to who, cause they can also test the water and make sure that they're getting into the, the proper thing for you too, to make sure that's truly what you're dealing with. Okay. All
0: right. Perfect. Thank
2: you. All right. Great. You're welcome, Mike. Great question. And, um, I think we. it sounds like we got Mary on the line. Might be a call for the next hour, though. Mary, what, you need something with your yard?
1: Um, I wondered if you could recommend uh, uh, someone who does yard aerating, but I think I got my answer from, your previ- from the previous caller. You don't recommend. Do you recommend people
2: that um, you've had experience? Yeah, no, um, If if you, you can call our office to get a recommendation on someone like that, but also in the next hour for Silla's Nursery, I'm sure right. they do all that stuff or they've got somebody that does that can do that for you. So you can also call into the next hour, and they can really guide you in a great direction too. So either way, whatever's easiest for you. What's um, the
1: number at your uh, office,
2: please? Uh, so our number is 314 314- 9091800. All right.
1: Thank you for all your right. time.
2: Yeah. And for Silla's to be able to help you too here right yes, after yes. mine. So all right.
1: Thank you.
2: Thanks, Mary.
1: All right. Bye-bye. All
2: right. Bye. So yeah. So um the, you know, gr- uh, there's a lot with those water softeners, and there is different types, and there is, you know, um, it is worth testing the water and making sure you're getting into the right thing. Um, and you want to make sure that you have a good quality person. That's not, you know, trying to do some type of gimmick to upsell you into a system and you, and you want someone that's going to really guide you in the right direction, educate you and want to do what's right. Um, and so, you know, finding a good qualified person, and And, you know, getting good information from them on those systems or any type of system like that is very, very highly recommended, you know to to get through that. So I think today, what I'm gonna kind of finish up with here is I, I had a call last week, and you know I, I wanted to get more into, you know, researching and, uh, managing a project and and companies that do work for you, but I'm not going to have time to complete all of that. But I got kind of my own personal horror story here of a client that, you know, I saw last week that it was absolutely incredible to me. It was almost like everything added up all at once, almost like there was like a hex that everything they did with everybody that they did it with, you know, I hear this stuff all the time where, yeah, I got a, you know bad window installer i got this but so these people had some had different things they wanted me to look at and they really wanted me to help prioritize should they do the bathroom should they do the outside should they fix the windows what what's really most important and stuff and and they had as they've lived in the house they had the roof replaced by a construction company and it says construction in the name so you'd guess they could actually construct something well but they said the roof didn't go well at all. And and once I got out there and saw their gutters and stuff and what happened and things weren't even installed properly, it was true to light. Um, there was another company that improvements in their name that did all their windows and all their windows leak air. And there's a couple on one side of the house, obviously that gets the most rain and everything that leaks water. And it was just a bad window installation. They had another company that had in, had solutions in their name, that remodeled a bathroom. And when they were describing earlier in the notes a bathroom that had a shower that didn't work, then later they said, yeah, this is why the shower doesn't work. It's the bathroom that they remodeled. And so they got a, you know, newly remodeled bathroom, two, three years old, one-year workmanship warranty, and a shower that doesn't work, and a toilet that doesn't stay attached to the floor. So just some really remarkable stuff. And they also had a sump pump put in, and and to stop their finished basement from leaking and and where they put the pipes outside, they didn't run them correctly. And they were probably too small to begin with. And the pipes froze, the water in the lines froze that first winter and the basement started flooding soon after getting that. Um, So I, I, I want to touch on this next week, but I want to encourage and advise everybody in a major way you know, look into, tune in next week to hear about what to look into, but look in deeply, search everything. You know, the people that did these clients' sump pump did the neighbor's sump pump and the neighbors didn't have an issue. And they thought, well, I got this recommendation and their sump pump was good. And, you know, why is it mine? And it's just such an amazing thing to me. So you really want to get in and get, you know, get this stuff right and pick the right people. So I'm going to bring more to you for that, you know, next week. And I also want to, uh, announce, I'm going to pull out of the hat here. We got Mike with the water softener, Mike, you are the winner of the Stefanina's gift cards. So, Hey, congratulations. We'll give you a call next week and we'll get that gift card out to you and, uh, enjoy a great dinner with that for everybody else out there. You can find us at, Call You can find me on social media, Twitter, Facebook. Look me up. I'm super easy to find. Send me questions that way if you like, or any right at home hacks, you know, ideas, or anything. Just get with me, and I will look forward to talking to everybody next week. Stay tuned for Priscilla's All Around the Yard. Get more at
0: 971 talkcom